No my hearty Mikey, Tane Hotaka, welcome to the panel, RNZ National. Core Wallace Chap and Toku Ingawa coming up on the program. National MP Sam Uffendale gets to keep his job following a report about historic allegations of bullying. We discuss the issues around that just after four this afternoon. The state funeral of Queen Elizabeth II is to be held tonight, 10pm New Zealand time. RNZ's live coverage from 9. We look over this historic event with royal expert Dr Cindy McCreary. And later in the show we cross live to the UK where we speak with Jen, former RAF. She said the 24 hours involved in queuing for the Queen has been one of the most profound moments in her life. Also today on the panel, the number of Kiwis worth a million dollar plus mortgages has doubled in three years and apparently it's becoming more popular for people in relationships or marriages to refer to each other as my partner is that a bit joyless a bit humdrum is significant other better maybe even lover and a petition to reclassify chronic fatigue syndrome as a disability to be read at parliament tomorrow have you been affected by chronic fatigue syndrome. You might have it. It can be really quite acute and it's been hard to get it recognised. I would really like to hear from you on that this afternoon. You can text me at 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our guest this afternoon, Amy Carter, the Chief Executive of the Christchurch Foundation. Kia ora, Amy. Kia ora. How are you, Wallace? Oh, Amy, I'm very well. Lovely to have you on. Also with us, Thank Mark you. Sainsbury, broadcaster, former political reporter at TVNZ, close-up, of course. Kia ora, Mark. Good to have you on. Kia ora, Wallace. Good to be here. Yes, now, now, this first. Do you or your colleagues bring pets to work? Would you welcome pets at work? Companies who allow pets in the office say having them around decreases stress and anxiety and actually makes people more productive. Research on this last year found that 90, 96% of Kiwi pet owners felt that having their pet around while working from home improved their mental health. There is a company that embraces this idea. They've been doing it for a while. So we thought, well, why not bring them on? Frog Recruitment New Zealand Managing Director Shannon Barlow is with us. Shannon, welcome. Sure. When did you folks start allowing pets into the office? Well, um, mental health and well-being in the workplace has, has always been a topic that we have been concerned with. Um, and about seven years ago, uh, we came across some research similar to what you've just mentioned um, that showed the benefits of having a dog in the workplace. So things like um, general improved well-being, uh, even reduced absenteeism, uh, improved employee engagement and satisfaction at work. Uh, and a massive increase in laughter and smiles. I might have made that one up, but I'm sure it would be true as well. Um, so really from that, uh, top, the top dog competition was, was born. Okay, so you're doing a competition about that. We'll talk about that a bit later, but I can understand the smiles and laughter, and that's the problem. There'd be next to no work being done, surely, Shannon. Why not just keep your pets at home? I've got a little banjo at home. I love seeing little banjo after work in my own time. Yeah, well, I think actually some of the research has shown that um, productivity actually does uh, increase. Um, I'm sure you've got to look at the overall effects. So there'll be that, um, you know, the, the, the first five minutes or so, there's a, there's a big rush to get your, your pets in first with the office dog. 
Um, but I think in general the benefits they give, putting people at ease and uh, just making it a more enjoyable place to be, um, out, outweigh the, perhaps the uh, distraction factor. Amy, could you see this happening at the Christchurch Foundation? <laughs> We share an office with a whole lot of other organisations, most of which are pseudo-governments, so potentially not. Um, and I, I'm going to get in trouble here. My previous business partner, when we first started the business, we worked out of her home and our, we had an office dog. Um, and then when we grew and moved into the city in this lovely polished floor, wooden floor sort of area, she wanted the dog to come too and I was a bit grumpy and said no. Having said that, it was a dog that was renowned for barking when anyone went past. So, yeah, I was a bit of a stickler. Mm. Okay, it's a big no, Shannon. Mm. Well, I think you, you got to um, uh, choose the right dog for the job. So, um, I, I love my dog, but uh, there's no way that that she'd be suited to uh, office mm. life. So, so she stays a work from home dog for sure. Patricia says, just imagine if all hospital workers <laughs> took their pets to work. Um, but they do take them into hospitals, Wallace. Do they? Yes, mm-hmm. they, they, they take in dogs because, you know, I volunteer at the SBCA and we do bits and pieces. But often they started in rest homes. They found by bringing especially dogs into rest homes had this amazing effect on, the, on, on, on people there. And then they take in animals and they give you know, people responsibility for them. There's a huge, you know, beautiful effect you can have with animals in, in those situations. So it makes sense for the workforce. Although I do, okay. I do wonder with, at, at yours... At, the, at, at frog, is it just dogs? What happens if someone brings in a cat? <laughs> well, we we do like to be inclusive, but um, no, it hasn't extended through to, to cats or uh, other pets at this stage. Um, not sure how that one would go. So clearly, well, you do this axolotl, or of, yeah, <laughs> or the hamster. Um, so clearly, you do this, Shannon. Um, how do you find it? Well, I think um, actually the, um, I'll have to, to uh, be transparent here. So in the office we're in currently, um, we're not actually uh, allowed to have pets in the office here or dogs in the office, although we're um, campaigning hard. Uh, but our, in our old office, uh, there were, uh, I think, two or three regulars who would be in on a, on a weekly basis. Um, but I think you, you do raise a point that it is important that they're suitable for the office environment. So if they're a really reactive dog, obviously that's not going to work out. Um, and you also need to make sure that your, um, your staff and customers are going to be comfortable um, in that well, space right. as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's all, it's, all down to the, uh, it's all down to the type of dog, I guess, or the type of animal, isn't it? Um, a, a few supporters here uh, are coming through. There is a competition, though. You're trying to get people to get on board with the idea. What is that uh, competition? Yes, yeah, so we've run the uh, uh, New Zealand Top Dog competition for, for seven years. Um, and that really, is, you know, it's a, a feel-good campaign, but it gives recognition to our four-legged mental health champions, uh, as well as being a bit of fun. So we celebrate um, top uh, office dog, which now includes home office dogs, um, as well as top dog with a job. So that covers anything from, um, you know, service dogs, detectors of bombs, symptoms, disease and predators, um, through to therapy dogs and you, um, even just your, your friendly people greeters as well. It'll be very interesting if uh, RNZ decides to get on board with this 
uh, idea. And next minute we've got a little wee uh, dog in the corner of the studio. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we that is uh, Shannon Barlow from uh, Frog Recruitment. Hey, what's Banjo, Wallace? It's a Yorkshire, he's a Yorkshire Terrier, okay. very small, one and a half kgs, the most delightful little dog uh, in cat, the world. A cat, in other words. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well the, <laughs> the size of a I reckon my cat horse will be bigger than Banjo. Yeah. Yeah. Probably will be. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like going to see Banjo when I go home. I don't know about bringing him here. Although when I was broadcasting from home, he did sit on my lap, lap no problems at all. Now, um, the, 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 what do you call your partner? A bit of a response here. I've been not married to my partner for some 25 years, and really the only downside of not being married is the scrambling around for what to call him. Significant other, too stilted. Lover, just no, Wallace. Boyfriend, not our age. Partner, okay. But it sounds like we're in business together. Um, how about just my man or my woman? I'm interested in others' thoughts. So we're going to be talking about that at 25 past four. Anyway, it is time for I've Been Thinking. Amy Carter. Yes, well, it's a significant day in our history today, isn't it? Um, uh, in 1893 today, women in New Zealand got the vote and started a global trend. I think it's something we need to embrace and celebrate more. And I've just been at a, a luncheon with 100 women celebrating that very thing, which is very exciting. Tell us more about the lunch. Um, well, this might be a bit of a sales pitch, so I apologise in advance. Um, the a little bit Foundation. about the lunch. <laughs> a little bit about the lunch. Uh, we run a, a fund called the Women's Fund where ladies uh, uh, give through um, and that generosity is then allocated to female females here in Ōtutahi Christchurch that are making change at a grassroots level. So we celebrate those amazing ladies that are doing great mahi in our community and raise a bit of money at the same time. And everyone else, except for me, had a wee glass of champagne and some tea and the cucumber sandwiches. Very pleasant. Extraordinary day, isn't it? Uh, and it's, 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 it's timely, very important to remember that. 19th of September, 1893, the Governor Law Glass, I signed a new electoral act into law, and as a result of this landmark legislation, New Zealand became the first self-governing country in the world in which women had the right to vote in parliamentary elections and in other democracies like Britain, the UK and the US. Women did not win the right to vote until after the First World War. Imagine Amy being back in that time and seeing that historic uh, legislation being passed. I mean, it would have been incredible. And I think yeah. we've got to acknowledge the efforts of these women. You know, there was no social media. There was no ability to, you know, sign up to your petition online. They were, you know, paving, walking the streets or on their bikes, uh, whipping up the, the, the signatures for this petition. And it, and it was so long that uh, in 1893, when they laid it, presented it to Parliament, it, that it rolled across the table and fell across the floor in quite a dramatic manner. So... Um, yeah, I mean, what a milestone moment and world leading. And, um, you know, do you know that Christchurch was the first city in the world to legislate a woman's right to vote as well, which is another thing to be proud of. Oh, kia ora, Amy. Very, very cool mm. indeed. Thank you. All right, Mark Sainsbury, I've been thinking. Well, Wallace, um, I've been thinking. Well, it's it's what I've been not wanting to think about that's got me going. And I know this is going to go down like a cup of cold fat. Let me a, have a guess. With a hair in it. But I'm over the Queen! Well, not her. Look, make no mistake, I have a huge respect for her, even though I disagree with the concept of a monarchy and the idea that God has somehow divined some family to rule over everyone. Now, 
no one I know would argue uh, that the Queen did not devote herself to the role. I've met her. Many, and she's a wonderful person. But this, in my view, has gone completely over the top. How, how, many, so? di- how many days did we effectively see no other news of any kind? Was there nothing Mark. of import to people of New Zealand or any in the world? Mark, Look, she's we're, 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 we're in a time of mourning. I know we are, but and how you bring long... this up now. Yep, yeah, but but you're mourning for her. So so look at all the effort the news media have sent reporters by the dozen over to the UK to report on the story. Do we do that for say you know Chinese incursions into the Pacific or other? Why is it that this thing? And I think we're we've been captured by the advanced planning. This has been planned for decade after decade after decade, and there was angle after angle, and everyone did it. And then it just goes on and on. I'm not saying she should not be respected or acknowledged. What I just think it's been have, too much. What's the opposite? A newsflash? No, but I mean, for how many days did you have wall-to-wall coverage? It was there nothing else. Was that, you know, so Ukraine disappears, that's not happening, all these other things that I just don't agree with, with, with the idea that you have a single news item. I mean, it might be different if we're going to war, I guess. Okay, okay. I'd love to hear the uh, listeners' view on that. Are you, like Mark Sainsbury, absolutely over it? A tough luck, because we are talking about this uh, in the in, in, in the panel. Amy, thoughts? Yeah, I have to admit that I'm probably getting close to critical mass. Um, and, and like Mark, <laughs> thank you, Amy. Respect the woman. Um, respect Banjo's the woman over and, it and, too. <laughs> how much Very do we diff- need to watch people queuing in London for? Well, I mean, one I, more time, Wallace. It's, it's profound. It's, it's 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 an outpouring of what people think about their queen. You know, I'm oh. 24. Isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, we talked to someone who's actually been in the queue for many hours toward the end of the show. So tough luck, uh, Mark Sainsbury. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell her how mistaken she is, Wallace. Don't you worry. 100 percent to Mark Sainsbury says Nikki. Anyway, you're on the panel. RNZ National. Amy Carter and Mark Sainsbury joining me this afternoon. Stay with us right here on the panel with me, Wallace Chapman.